who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. Head to Gamefly.com slash locked today for a free premium 30-day trial. Welcome, friends. It is Unlocked. We've got another big episode of Xbox news for you here on the world's number one Xbox show. Uh, coming up on this week's episode, Fable is back. So say some uh, rather solid reports. So we are going to have a little fun with that and talk about what that means for Xbox for the franchise and for the developer, who we'll tell you about here in a minute. Also, uh, rumor alert, the Xbox One Elite controller may be getting some improvements. We'll tell you about that. We've got a new Alien game. That's capital A Alien on the way. Let's talk about what's going on there. Uh, the new Duke, speaking of controllers, the original Xbox controller has, uh, has gotten itself a price and a release window. Lots more to cover. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. That's Destin Legary. Hi, everybody. Hi, Alana Pierce. Hi. And hi, Marty Sleva. I really like capital A Alien, because lowercase A Aliens don't have a place on this show. That would be a completely different game. It could be game. anything. Yeah. You didn't have to make it a race thing. It would just be a different game. Definitely wasn't a race thing. I just want to confirm it was not a race thing. Is it a xenomorph thing? Yeah, I'm xenophobic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, we, for reasons that you don't care about, uh, we, we actually are like way behind. We don't have uh, a ton of time today, so I want to make sure we get to everything. But I did, Slow news week. Nothing happened this yeah, week. Yeah, of course. Two, at least. Nothing at all. Uh, I did want to first thank everybody that came out to the IGN First Friday last week and hung out for the live episode of Unlocked that we did Thanks, everybody. Uh, with, with the fans. We ranked – we took the IGN – Top 10 Xbox 360 games. And we ruined it. And <laughs> That's a pretty good way to put it. And we, we uh, went back and forth with the audience and ranked it. So look for audio and the video of that. To Major be Nelson saved the day. He did yes. ride to our Good rescue. Reference. Good old Larry Herb. I want to thank Larry for uh, participating in that. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, thanks to everybody that came out. We had a really good time there. Well, let's get started. Uh, Alana, your T-shirt choice wasn't your time it's not intentional you had no idea this is a, a beautiful coincidence yes i put the your oh, chicken chaser this, shirt yep i bought this 
I bought this a week ago. It arrived literally yesterday. I knew last night that I was going to wear this shirt today. And then uh, oh, at the time that I put it on, I still didn't know yeah. about the news that was happening today. That's awesome. And yeah. we have uh, – so you know, we talked about this a uh, week or two ago as part of our 2018 Xbox predictions. But Eurogamer has uh, has – more or less confirmed. It's not, you know, it's not official till it's announced. But uh, they have been digging around, and Eurogamer has been able to effectively confirm that Playground Games, the second studio, the second team that they are spinning up there, in addition to the Horizon team, is indeed making a new Fable game. So there's a lot to unpack with this. And Alana, uh, you and I, I think, are the certainly the biggest Fable fans in the office. I think that's pretty yeah, fair I to was say. So Rude about this. You want to step to me here? No, now I'm sort of questioning it. (laughs) I'm a pretty big Fable fan. All right, well, get in line. I had to review the bad game like you had to review. (laughs) We both had to review the one where you do this. That's true. (laughs) You you do have that. We both do have that to our resumes. The old old journey. Yeah. Uh, But... Uh, yeah, which one? I don't know which one we're Oh, I think at. we're looking at the bad I one right now. Oh, right now. I think we're looking at the one that doesn't exist. This oh, is no, the one that canceled. canceled. Oh, you're yeah. right. This is Legends. Uh, yeah. audio. You know what won't get canceled? Hopefully this. Hopefully this. So, uh, audio listeners, we're, we've got some B-roll up of Fable, of a Fable it's Legends It's Albion. Right it still looks like Albion. Anyway, uh, let's start with the effect this could have on the Forza Horizon series. I've seen this come up on, on certainly in my mentions on Twitter, and I think... Horizon fans are like, oh no, what does this mean for Horizon? And the good news is nothing. It doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. for Horizon. It's this whole second team, whole separate project. Uh, Don't worry about it. I think we're going to continue to get Horizon every other year Mm -hmm. until Microsoft and or Playground decides to... Uh, not do that anymore but we mentioned this last week but they staffed up they uh we first found out about this because of job listing where they were asking for people who had worked on uh open world action rpgs or to work on that genre so they have a different team and there's two teams yes in theory they can just make both games i'm excited by this announcement but i i want to know well i mean i'll be surprised to know when they hopefully reveal it at e3 what kind of take they're going to have on the on the franchise yeah we're getting to all that and so uh, that's that does lead right to the next question. So you think it will be teased, announced in some way at this year's E3? Yeah, I mean, now that the story's out there, I, I almost wonder about these leaks sometimes if they're intentional you to start know. building attention right now because, yeah. you know, everybody's talking about what's your first party going to be? Well, here's a taste, you know, through this convenient leak. We know Ubisoft right. has been known to leak Assassin's Creed uh, a few times. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited by it. I want to know what their take's going to be. What do you say, Alana, this, this year as a, for a tease? So based on the story, they said that it's in very early st- stages of development and was, uh, at least in part, inspired by Horizon Zero Dawn's success. That Microsoft were like, oh, that single-player action RPG sold this many units. We can yeah. totally do that. And if it's a game that's that recent, then it means that this isn't very far along. I imagine that we get like a, a very simple teaser, the same way that we had for the Gears of War, Gears of War 4 first yes. teaser, mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think the game's out for another year or two. I don't think yeah. it's soon. What do you think, yeah. Marty? Yeah, I totally think I think we're going to see two playground games at E3. We'll see a ton of Horizon 4, or maybe they go to another pillar, but their racing game. And then I think we are going to get the briefest of tees. Because like you said, like they, the, the report says that Phil Spencer was inspired by... Uh, less like don't think of it as tonally inspired by right. I don't, you're not going to fight robots it, but I think inspired by this not only success but the gap in the the because he always talks about Microsoft's genre. portfolio yeah of like they don't have that like they have the the point and shoot they had it and they yeah, ruined it. yeah. um but I also think this is a little ways off because I think that they that the second team was in was developing a thing before Fable and I think it was an open world 
action RPG-ish thing. And then I think the decision, the decision ended up being made. Instead of a new IP, let's transition this and make this Fable. Kind of like how when uh, how the Coalition, mm-hmm. before when they were still Black, Black Tusk. Tusk Studios, was mm-hmm. working on that uh, spy game that mm-hmm. we got that CG teaser for. Yeah. And then Microsoft acquired the, I, the Gears IP. Mm-hmm. Hired Rod Ferguson and said, "Okay, well, you you go, we're going to have you guys yeah. make this. yeah, totally. That doesn't mean you have to scrap everything and start over, but that means maybe some textures come over, maybe some physics, maybe some logic. Um, right? If you yeah. can't, you, you if I guess in maybe both cases, if Microsoft was able to catch a dev team early enough in a project where they could sort of push mm-hmm. everything, push what they had been working yeah. on aside, and it's a good talent fit because mm-hmm. Gears clearly." Has been a great talent fit for the coalition, and uh, and I, I'm inspired by the choice of playground games, yeah. despite the fact that th- they've made racing games. But I, I think it's great. Uh, I really hope it's a tease this year because if they're like it's coming out 2018, I'm going to be real worried knowing that they're just staffing up and everything. Yeah, I, I don't see no that way. happening. Yeah. yeah, I definitely don't think this is a 2018 game. Well, here I'll put I'll pose this question. Is it even going to be for Xbox One, or could this, could this be a launch game for the next? I mean, generation we are totally at that point in the generation when last generation we started seeing stuff like Watch Dogs, and it was like, "Ooh, this game looks really good." What's this coming out for? Um, Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Totally, yeah. Games that were so clearly early in development, which I think is kind of what Death Stranding is, or maybe whatever Cyberpunk's going to be. Um, I totally think that this year, especially at E three, we're going to start seeing glimpses of a couple things that are next gen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could not agree more there. Uh, I, I think it's definitely going to come out on the X. I you do? The fact agree. that they yeah. launched the yeah. console just now, there's no way they're just going to be like, yeah, we're not even releasing this well, game on that Well, they've said platform. so many times that they want to support you know, the X going forward and even mm. the Xbox One going forward that like backwards compatibility is such a big thing for them that I also think it would be weird for them to not release Fable even even if they have the But there is a compatibility. point. And we, yeah. we had... Uh, we I don't had, think that point's yet. We had Albert here, though. We had Albert Purnell. And there, there will be a point where there is a new generation i mean he, he really strongly suggested right. that i just don't think it happens that cutoff Quite happens that yet like maybe they do it in the same way nintendo does where for a little while you can play games on both yeah and you can't oh right? i mean yeah. we did that this generation i mentioned watchdogs but watchdogs was also available for 360 yes yeah, that's true. destiny that's yeah totally shadow of mordor a lot of those games weren't very good on those yeah. other ones though it, it yeah. could be one of those games that skirt the line destiny was actually really good on, on both yeah so was black flag yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah i mean that's uh I'm curious to see what that line is like because we everything's a little bit different this generation with the One X. Like you can that line can go further. Like the One X is probably True. capable of of being your con, your your last gen console further into the next generation yes. than mm-hmm. like the 360 was once the Xbox the One came. The fact that the X just came out makes me think that next gen consoles are at least 3 years away. But I know that I'm like kind of alone in thinking that. I think that next gen consoles are pretty far off and I think that the X is like being an iteration pushed that line further. Mm-hmm. And that they'll be well, further away. The Pro also has the has this difficult spot where the PlayStation Pro came out that was their halfway jump before their full console leap, but they're further behind now. Right. So they have to figure out what they're going to do and Microsoft's at the same time trying to figure out their strategy. Yeah, I mean I on a side note, I fully expect the PlayStation 5 to come out before yeah, the I next agree. Xbox. Yeah, I mean, I could see PlayStation 5 in 2019 and, and Xbox 2 in 2020. Yeah, but also, like, so, yeah, the, uh, stuff like the One X uh, causes a disruption. And honestly, what Nintendo's doing is causing a disruption of, like, there's, like, rules and logic are sort of thrown out the door <laughs> right now. Like, Look at this cool cardboard gadget. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, like, <laughs> I guess this isn't quite an arms race anymore. Uh, Available 420. Uh, yeah. Alana, <laughs> so what do you, what do you think... And what do you want if those are two different things? 
this to be? Uh, a Fable 4? We keep sort of moving forward with, with the universe as established or, or a reboot or something else? Uh, hmm. I mean, I kind of expect a Fable 4 or something just called Fable. But even if it is called Fable 4, I expect it to be a reboot. Like, I'm sure it'll be an Albion, but I think it would be, like, sort of independent of the previous stories. Right. Um, so not – because, yeah, because the, the – Peter when Peter Molyneux was here for Unfiltered with me, he talked about uh, kind of a regret that they had was – was uh, moving the timeline so far forward with each game. <laughs> yeah. Like I think the second one was 500 years after the first yes. one, and then the third one was like almost f- steampunk, something like yeah. yeah, like way after that. And he he was like, yeah, that didn't give us a lot of room to to play around. I would probably want them to go back to the first era. Uh, and the the biggest thing that I want is for the combat to be good. I love the combat in the first one so much, yeah. and I didn't like it in the other two anywhere near as much, and that's like the thing that I'm going to be looking out for. I imagine I will play this regardless. It has to be funny. I want cool side quests, weird characters. That's like... Things that I don't doubt they can do, but the combat is a really important thing. Dog? dog gotta you didn't have say dog. dog. Yeah. How did you not say dog? Yeah. Gotta have the dog. Dog is also yeah. important, yeah. Yes. But like the, the combat in the first game is so good. Uh, they, I think it was the second where they started having like a sort of circle system where you would cast a spell and it would just be mm-hmm. in a ring. Yeah. Whereas in the first game, you could have lightning that you could level up so that it would chain between people or you could bring people back from the dead or you could summon things or you could like have this... You could have one attack that was like a ring thing that would just like bring all this fire down. Like that was... I felt like a lot more spell variety and I always play as like a mage in those games and I also love the augments in the first one with the the sword augments was really cool and I feel like um, Jack of Blades is my favorite villain Uh, so I just the combat is is the biggest thing did you guys play Kingdoms of Amalur? Mm -hmm. yes that I really like that game (laughs) a lot of people don't like it but that if Fable had that combat I would be it's funny it's funny you bring that up I always thought that that was the best non-Fable Fable game. I agree. It like didn't have half as much personality because it yeah. was designed as an MMO effectively, but that combat was basically what I felt was Fable 2 combat. That's right. what it should have been if it was actually a sequel. And, and that's it, the thing. I, I played it long enough to get the Mass Effect armor. There you go. There was like a <laughs> tie that a There DLC was like a thing? tie-in. No, wasn't that for pre-ordering? I don't remember. So I think you just pre-ordered <laughs> I it. I played it long <laughs> enough to give them $60. Yeah, I think that was a pre-order. help bankrupt Rhode Island. I was going back through the recent fable history on a on a twitter thread this morning when all when this broke and it's you know i went i actually went back and linked back to my my first preview of the game which was the hands on at e3 where i said that my headline was fable legends forgets what made fable great and wow. you know there was uh there were a lot of a lot of warning signs that that legends wasn't the way to go and it, to me it's i'm so happy that microsoft seems to have Learn the lesson of like, okay, this is. You know, Don't we, make this a multiplayer game. We can, yeah, this this can still this can be fable and be successful, and we can believe in it. And I know, I mean, I don't want to dwell on something that we can't do anything about, but at the same time, I, I have to acknowledge that it does sadden me that it that the price of Microsoft coming to this realization and getting to where we are now with Playground and a new fable was. The, cl- the, uh, the closure of a, of a renowned yeah. studio mm-hmm. and the loss of, of so many jobs. I, I mean, said you know, that in the fix today. It's really unfortunate. I do hope that this means that Microsoft has learned and they will 
avoid mistakes like this in the future. It sucks for anyone who worked at Lionhead that they were working on Fable and that was their baby and then they lost all their jobs and that studio closed and now another studio who doesn't have the experience has right. that and, sucks. And, and, well, to, and even uh, sorry Desma, real quick that you know in the Eurogamer <laughs> report that we've got to you know again give them credit for breaking this, they had uh, quotes from some ex Lionhead people that said like, yeah, we totally wanted to make Fable four. We were hoping that we would get to do that after the Legends thing. And so yeah, it's it's gotta be a very bittersweet for yeah. for those folks mm-hmm. for sure. Sucks for them, I, but I th- for us, it's exciting. Definitely, I think I think the new team is definitely going to recognize the contributions that Lionhead made and recognize the the charm and the aspects that made the original Fable great. Uh, I do hope they make it their own though, which is why I agree with you on the reboot because the way that Tomb Raider was able to sort of nail that genre and do that with Lara Croft, I hope they can do that with the characters of the Fable universe. I don't think Fable needs a hard reboot to no. that extent uh-uh. in that the Fable games are all very good. Um, mm-hmm. Tomb Raider got goofy and weird towards the end there. So I don't think it needs that. But I, I you know, for things that like if I wanted to see them return, Bowerstone is a thing that I think is important to me. And like the traitors and all their weird yes. accents and all of that goofy stuff, I would yeah. like to stay the same. But um, in terms of reboot, I mean, they, they need updated... Uh, combat engine, that, the engine yeah, of course. course. I don't yeah. know what engine they'll be using. Is it the same as that's? I, w- I was going to bring that up. I mean, because there's uh, unless Forza Tech is way more flexible than any of us know, and <laughs> yeah. we're not engineers. It may very well be, right. but that is a that is an engine that is iterated on between turn ten and playground back and forth. They like one adds snow, one adds mm. rain, then they, they they you know they sort of build on it year after year. But it is designed. To be a car game yeah. engine of, with a, with all the car physics and simulation. So maybe you just so, instead of walking, you just go around everywhere in a so, moped. So what I'm saying is, you play a Marty's you play a car in Fable Four. That's what no, I that's what I predicted last week, and everyone thought I was dumb. <laughs> but I yeah I, I have to figure that it's on a different engine. I mean, right. Legends, which we're seeing here, if you're watching the video, we're still watching B-roll of, which is. Uh, it's really unfortunate that we're watching I, B-roll of Legends, but... I, um, I don't think we have B-roll of the old fables. Well, I would, Not on yeah. hand. But probably I still probably like, not HD I like B-roll, the way this game looks. I yeah, still no, think it looks, it looks and, cool. And it was an Unreal Engine 4 game. Right. Marty, you and I were talking this morning about yeah. this, about Unreal Engine 4, and uh, what was it specifically? Open world RPGs yeah. and Fable and, and Unreal Engine 4? Yeah, and how, how Scalebound was on Unreal 4 and Crackdown was on Unreal 4 oh. and... Um, I mean, there are exceptions to Arc. that. Ark is on Unreal 4, yeah. and that is yeah. a big open-world RPG yeah. survival game. Um, but State of Decay 2, which yeah. I presume is right. going to release and is looking, <laughs> looking great, yeah, that's, that's a real Engine 4 game. Um, so Unreal and Microsoft, if you go way back, most people probably don't remember this, but years ago, and, and for, for a while I know it might not even oh, still Dead apply. Oh, Dead Rising is the other one. Is that Unreal? Yeah, that, uh, Dead Rising 2 is also Unreal 4, Four, right? you mean? yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. That we just haven't heard of in forever. Yeah. It's like that. That, the that is the thing I dig in, dug into Rising? a little bit. Uh, sorry, Dead Island. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, Dead it's Island. Wrong zombie game. I mean, and Dead Island. Whatever that version of Dead Island is is ostensibly canceled. Right. And if we do see Dead Island two again, that's a new. Which game. Which could be but, an Unreal. Uh, years ago, Microsoft did sign a uh, a studio license for the Unreal Engine mm-hmm. with Epic, where meaning that Microsoft could use it in any of their games that they felt like. And again, that that was long enough ago. Where who knows if it's even that deal's even sure. current but uh yeah i would i would think unreal would be the forefront yeah. of this the, mm-hmm. the the front runner for the technology but i also think that and the, the eurogamer report touched on this that they're probably not taking any assets from mm-hmm. from legends i, I suspect oh, no. that's if if that i'm sure it's backed up somewhere on a drive at microsoft yeah. but I, I'm guessing Playground will want to start also, all over. Also, by the time this comes out, it will be well over a 
10 years after Fable 3, so I have no doubt wow. the combat will be way different. Well, that's something I, that like, I was I feel, thinking about. Well, it's also like this, think about this. We're Fable in a post-Witcher 3 world. Post-Witcher 3, post-Dark mm-hmm. Souls, post-Skyrim. Yeah. Like these, Fable didn't exist before the, Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, so like, yes, like they're going to learn from all of that competition over the last 10 years. Um, so yeah, I have no doubt, like to me, this is almost a, I really do think this will be a, for all intents and purposes, a reboot. I think this will yeah. be an entry point for people to the world of Albion and the world of Fable. Like, I think you can go back to before Fable 1 and have this be whatever the, like, Albion monomyth hero's journey is. And so, Give me Bowerstone. I'm sure they can give you yes, Bowerstone. For sure. Yeah. No uh, Bowerstone. Yeah. <laughs> I also kind of... I don't know if it would even be possible or how it would work, but would love to see some Sea of Thieves crossover. I imagine they'll have similar art styles, right? Like, and they'll be similarly oh my God, they're funny. They're in the same cinematic like, universe. What if they were in the same universe? I I would be right. I don't want muskets. Though. I would like, be I on board with that. Table. Well, I definitely don't that want the same three, combat, but like yeah. the, the they have automatically like already the same kind of charm and the same kind of look to them. That like if they had some kind of like cool crossover, I, I'm you. You have right? my. <laughs> You, you have I don't my, know how it works. Don't ask me that. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. <laughs> if you could have a house in Fable, and that house can have a glass bottle that has a ship in it, and that ship pulls from my save data, and that's my <laughs> ship from Sea of Thieves, and if I click on it, then I just load up Sea of Thieves. Uh, I'm fine with that. Oh, uh, <laughs> man. Yes. Yeah. Yes, good. Except yes. then we're that we don't want to turn it into a multiplayer game, though. That's what. We're, that's why Sea of Thieves is the multiplayer component. <laughs> there you go. That what if really you just have do, your Marty. avatar from Fable is, in so, Sea of Thieves? This is a bad take. All, all of Microsoft. <laughs> a bad the, take. X, <laughs> the Xbox Cinematic Universe. They're pulling a Marvel. All the first party games exist in the same universe. Well, maybe not. I like so how there's <laughs> there's that recurring joke of how. Uh, from behind, like all of the first party Sony games look the same. It's like, dude, three quarters of right. like <laughs> in a forest. Yeah. I like how Microsoft's like, let's just do that, but actually canonically yeah. make them in the same world. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah. Crackdown. What if they had like Easter eggs for each other in them? Be- all right. I so you like can't say it's dumb that you play as a car because what if you're a Forza car that f- makes a right turn as in Albion? Well, so, I'm fine with you being a car if you can have the same combat from Kingdoms of Amalur. So then the <laughs> the uh, the Avengers in this universe is a Super Smash Brothers style fighting game, right? Yeah, it's worked great for like some. You've got a car character. <laughs> uh, you've <Xbox> got All Stars. <laughs> anyway, uh, back on track. As Miranda runs in and just screams Fusion Frenzy. <laughs> Get it out of here. Uh, the the other th- cool part of this is uh, <coughs> if you're if your playground, this is. A really good thing for the long-term health of your studio because job security. You've, yes, you've. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you've sacrificed this new IP that you may have started on, as Marty theorized, and I totally think you're right. But you're you're trading. You're getting a lot of security out of the Fable IP. You know, you know that Microsoft's. It's probably going to be successful on some level, and Microsoft's going to invest in it for a while. So you've now have like two major first-party IPs that. That you can just go back and forth with. I mean, it's two different teams, so technically they could both release Still in the same year. But Forza and Fable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could. Yeah, that's that is some serious job security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, definitely. Uh, which, so, like, you, if it, if it works work. out again, we have no idea how they will do it making Fable because they don't have history of making games like Fable. We have no idea. But like, if if both of them do well, that's just a powerhouse studio. Does Does Microsoft try to buy them? Either na- now or at any point in the next couple of years i think there's probably a little bit of perception that they're already like owned by microsoft basically so yeah, but they're not it's, it's not like quantic dream is yeah. associated with sony very heavily yeah. but not owned by sony um I don't know. I, I, like we were talking about this earlier unless microsoft backs up a literal 
truck of money. Mm-hmm. I think at this point they're like, no, we're good. Thanks. Like we have a great relationship, but we don't need to get married yet. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean it's it's a trade off, right? There's yeah. always a trade off. Of again, the security of if Microsoft did make a make a nice offer of like, oh, we could be owned by Microsoft, and that's really good. We get all the Microsoft whatever the company benefits are, which I presume are good, all that stuff. But at the same time... You don't want them to lionhead you, so... Right. The track record, (laughs) yes, uh, Ensemble, Lionhead, what was... There was another one I think I had written down. Oh, FASA Studio. Like, there is a... a, It's not quite the EA graveyard, but there is is a track record of of Microsoft... Of studios that Microsoft has acquired that maybe might think, um, let's keep the relationship... As is, shall yeah. we? Yeah. But in any case, excellent news for gamers, certainly. I know you were I'm super so fired excited. up today. Yeah. I was super fired up today. Uh, this is this is great. So um, we shall see. We probably will hear something more, a little bit at E3, I would imagine. It's going to be great for gaming. Yes. Yeah, the first party uh, begins to make its promised improvements. Yeah. A rumor alert here for everybody. A new version of the Xbox One Elite controller may very well be in the works. According to an anonymous Reddit user who posted some photos of of what is purported to be a second-generation Xbox One Elite controller, it will boast a number of improvements, including uh, the big one would be a built-in rechargeable battery pack. Nice. uh, Which, you know, the the current one is just double A's. (laughs) Is it called controller, (laughs) Pips? Well, that's... well, that's I guess the Reddit user. Yeah, you so are Reddit. You got your you got your credit there. The button's that's, different in the that's middle. That's why you watermark things. I like the look of the things. grip actually quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there is that. You can tell it's, it's like the It's unfinished because yeah, the 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 jewel <laughs> at the top is uh, yeah, you're not, right. Not quite right, but uh, it will boast yeah the, the control pimps. Yep. The rechargeable battery pack, a USB C port, which uh, will help it charge faster, no doubt. Bluetooth, three levels of hair trigger locks instead of the two, a three profile switch instead of the two that's on it now, and longer key travel for the paddles, the optional magnetic paddles that attach onto the back there. So uh, I'm qualifying this as a rumor, but I 100% believe that this is happening. Yeah. It's yeah. the right time frame for it to get. Re- uh, a reboot. A reboot. I mean, if not anything, a reboot, they will revision. late yeah. on the built-in rechargeable batteries, and it, it surprises me that they haven't done this earlier. Yeah. And I totally it's think that should be a thing that costs the exact same. As oh, in, yeah. it's just you phase out the old one, and this is like just a- the controller. Apple style. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally uh, agree with that. This this controller is fantastic. Just the, the normal one that we're looking at right now. It's I use it at home. It's oh, the Elite's the great. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. I think it's the best controller GamePad ever made. But does it say controller pimps across it? No, it it does not. Not. we could point, yeah. we could make it do that. Yeah, we can do that. You want to take a screenshot and just yeah, add that in there? there. I, how much is it, Ryan? You did. It's one fifty now. Uh, yeah. It's been on sale a couple times, and yeah, I guess that would be the final note. Is when, if and when this uh, proves to be confirmed true, and which I suspect we'll get an announcement at E three, and I'll bet they'll be like, and it's shipping now. I'll bet you're going to be able to find some good deals on the, on the closeout yeah. of the yeah, or, yeah. of the current one. Which again, I mean, yeah, Get it, it takes ninety. It takes something. double. The t- current one takes double A's. But I have to say, from a lot of personal experience, they last a long time. So yeah, wh- I would keep an eye out for deals on the existing one uh, when the time comes that that this revision is confirmed. Does the elite have Xbox Labs? Like, can you the design plus, thing? Yeah. No. no, design lab. Sorry, no, that is not. Yeah, it that does would be not. cool. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Works so. with the PC. You just plug it in. So I use it for like everything. It's fantastic. It probably, I'd say it's pretty much worth the value. Rare- I think so. Rarely oh, I- do I say that. Like if you're a fighting game enthusiast and you want a fighting game stick, like that's a $150 purchase. 
$150 controller was hard to rationalize, but this thing is great. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of Xbox controllers, the new Duke. The Duke <laughs> is returning. We've talked about this before. Seamus Blackley has managed to, uh, who is, of course, the, the father of the Xbox, the creator of the original Xbox, has uh, worked with Hyperkin, a peripheral maker, and gotten it greenlit by Phil Spencer. And this thing is happening. It's coming out in late March. And we owe a, a tip of the cap to Destin. We Nailed all it. sat here and told Destin how how silly you're crazy, he was, how crazy he was. So it's well, uh, still elaborate. Yes. Okay, yeah. Let me. We'll, we'll, still crazy. Still crazy. Not quite. But also, he wins by uh, technicality. We all made <laughs> price predictions on what this uh, new Duke would be because it's, it's it's got it's the exact Duke, but it's got an LED screen on it, and it's obviously compatible. With the Xbox One. I want to put an asterisk. I wasn't on that episode, so technically I didn't lose to Dustin. You guys did. <laughs> Fair enough. Chop money. <laughs> it is uh, $70. Mm. And Destin, you, so close. you uh, had said, uh, what, 40 I, I said or, 40 Yeah, you were no, so close no, no, at all. No, I think you started with 20 and we were like, huh, and Ryan bet you the pink slip to his car. That, <laughs> that was incorrect. And then you went up to 30 well, maybe it was like 30 to 40. What does it sound like? Go to the tape. Yeah. But you uh, you jumped up after we were like, that's absurd. That's not going to happen. So you jumped up by 10 bucks. Well, I so I said 80. I said 90. Sean said over 100. Yeah. And uh, I was closest, but by prices right rules, closest without going over, Destin would would be called up on stage with uh, with Drew that Carey. One, that $1 shenanigans. Yeah. Just get to spin the wheel. Yeah, that's how it's done, dollar. everybody. Bet a dollar. Worth <laughs> noting, the only reason we go by Price is Right rules was because in the episode, Ryan said, by Price is Right rules. <laughs> I dug my own grave. <laughs> like, why would you, you won. <laughs> what so am why I would done? you do that if there's three of us who are $10 apart <laughs> and then one who is like so far earlier than everyone? You screwed us all. I handed it to him. I, I oh. did. I, I made a big mistake. At least you don't have to give him the pink slip to your car. I'm not that's, doing that. That's, that's, <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, especially not with how much money I've been having to put into it lately. Oh, yeah. You don't want it. Trust me. It's, <laughs> it's old. These things happen. Uh, so uh, look for it in late March. I'm going to do my best to get Seamus Blackley in here with it because I want to talk to him about that project. I, had- I also want to talk to him about a bunch of other things, but... Yes. I, I had to laugh when you brought up the story because we're talking about one of the best controllers ever designed. And we segue into the origin of that, which wasn't the greatest controller. It it's is, too big. Yeah. It is polarizing. Yeah. That's for sure. And it's sort of attained cult classic status. Like I I have told Seamus this. I Yeah. I've, and Seamus knows that it's kind of not a joke, but it's. It is looked upon with a bit of humor, like the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I very much prefer the controller S yeah. the revision that was done for the for the Japanese launch and then brought over to the to the United States. I don't but, think that's a that's a controversial opinion. <laughs> no, I think most time. people prefer the S. Yeah. But yeah, for those of you who fondly remember the Duke. It is on its way back on uh, at the end of March. We don't have the exact exact date yet, but it will be seventy dollars. And as our as IGN, one of our graphic designers, Eric Sapp, has duly noted, we're going to have to fire up the Master Chief Collection when this comes out and plug this con- these controllers in and play some Halo One. Yeah, just yeah. to bring back I'm, bring back PTSD. Good time. Down to play Halo One at any <laughs> yeah. point in time ever. Alana, are, are, is this going to be added to your collection of controllers? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no question. I'm definitely going to buy one. Yeah. All right. One that I won't use. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, a new capital A alien game is on the way uh, from Fox Next, which is this sort of 
game developed publisher arm, the digital uh, content arm of Fox, uh, which is this now a Disney, Disney game? I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose. So, uh, uh, and it's a uh, it's a shooter, an alien shooter in development at a new studio called Cold Iron Studios, and that is a team that has not made a game together before. But the development team includes industry veterans who've worked on various high-profile titles, including Bioshock, Infinite Metroid, Prime 3, Neverwinter, and City of Heroes. Shout out to Neverwinter. What say you folks on this one? It sounds great. New Alien game by a studio that's made some great games. I'm, I'm in. Uh, alien games have an interesting history. They do. Uh, you didn't like Isolation. I still get... I, I hear about it to this day. Yeah. What was it, 6.5? Uh... No, I think it was like 5.9. Uh, hey, I like. I stand, I well, stand the game, by it. Hey, the I game like would ended after eight hours. Yeah, <laughs> you, I, I challenge anybody who, who wants to yell at me about my opinion on a video game, yeah. did you finish Alien Isolation? Because if it had ended after Act 1, and every, if or you played it. Or even a little bit after. The, the, yeah. I, I like it, it a lot. It was an 8 after Act 1 for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it boy, did it, boy, did it drag on way too long and have a horrible ending. Well, the biggest problem is like when you keep playing, you. You A, you learn the Xenomorph AI so they stop being scary. Right. And B, it has so many fake climaxes. Like, yes. hey, we're finally at oh the end. Oh, my God. Oh, and now you've fallen See, through the floor. I, I know. Yeah. I can tell that you have finished the game because <laughs> right. uh, you're saying Well, that's like that, right at the very end is the part where you're like, you're going to get off and then you fall through the floor. Like and I was like, of those. <laughs> There's like three of them where you're like, I just want it to end. It's been 18 hours. I'm, I like it more than a, a 5.9. I but, still, I still, I have a, my theory, my conspiracy theory that I have yet to get confirmed or or uh, totally refuted is that uh, the developer who was uh, who's that not Creative, Creative Assembly, Assembly right yeah. that they had that like Act One was the game mm-hmm. and then Sega the publisher was like hey we're charging sixty bucks for this and remember this was twenty fourteen uh, like we can't we can't charge sixty dollars for a five hour game we'll get raked over the coals and make it longer. And that's my theory that they that Creative Assembly had to pad that thing out. Yeah, ever throw fall through the floor? But again, I guess we're, <laughs> yeah. we are getting away from the point. Uh, Isolation's not a shooter. No, no, hundred percent not a shooter. Aliens, Colonial oh, Marines. That was is. the last alien shooter. Low that bar. Wasn't great. So uh, people have fond memories of AVP. Yeah. That's true. Some Which people. one? It's been. It's literally been done. <laughs> At least the, four the times. The good one, I didn't play. The Jaguar, Jaguar one? one was great. <laughs> yeah. So, we, I mean, I have absolutely no doubt that games set in the Alien cinematic universe can be good. And I think Alien Isolation had awesome DNA. Yeah. And even if they had the same setting like the Sevastopol Station that was scary as a shoot-up, I'm totally down to play that. Mm-hmm. The biggest problems with Aliens Colonial Marines was, like, I think it was budget. Like, that game just... just was a mess. Like, the voice acting situation was so odd, and it seemed like they just had a really small budget. If this is Fox-funded, then... Should be fine, right? Good to go. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Chloe Marie's the problem wasn't a small budget. The problem was how <laughs> the big took budget a super was long used. Time. Yeah, yeah. That's that. There's a whole story for the problem <laughs> with that game. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, clearly there are good alien games. My my thing is my like I think my favorite alien game ever is um, Infestation for the DS. The way forward mm-hmm. game. The way forward game, and that is a a two D sort of Metroidvania roguelike. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not going to be like. And that. And this is absolutely not going to be <laughs> like that. And. Uh, I I wish them the best of luck. I think those games you mentioned are all good in their own right. They're all very different. Um, I hope it's good. I I love Alien and Aliens, and that's when the series was done. 
Alien and aliens. <laughs> you can stick to the, the source material really closely and no one is going to hate you for just being the same as a movie in this case. No, like, I because I mean, have that and it's if fine. you want to make a horror game, you make an alien game. If you want to make a shooter, you make aliens, which yeah. is what Halo and every that yeah. entire mold is, is aliens. True. Yeah. Make aliens Halo. And I would love that. Yeah. Aliens Reach. Uh, hopping in the Wayback Machine, there was Uh-oh. a, uh, this, this is how old I am, there was a TC, a total conversion for you kids out there, God. for Doom, Doom. Ah, called that. Alien Doom, that yeah. got shut down by Fox. But not before I played it, and it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was so good. You have to uh, be able to find that. That has to exist now. It's somebody's got it somewhere. Effect. It's, it's the internet. Yeah. What can't. if they just took Wolfenstein and... Replace all the Nazis with aliens. I'm kind of cool with that. You also in Wolfenstein 2, you ostensibly have you have an exoskeleton, so like right, you've, that's pretty much like a power loader. You can just Nailed be Ripley it. in a power loader, and yeah. then that would be cool. Just have a narrative driven game. To, just do that. That seems easy. I'm kind of all I'm all for this, man. And your sh- you still have the same ship. You go back to as like and a little then hug. Get away the from the ship. Is in sea of thieves. Yeah. Oh, and then God. that's connected uh, to Fable. Uh, <laughs> We did it. <laughs> we did not do it. We ruined video games. It. We've ruined video games. Uh, another new studio spinning up this week or being announced this week. They're called Wushu Studios. They're made up of a lot of former Evolution Studios talent, and they are the makers. If that does not ring a bell for you Xbox fans, there's a reason for that. It's because Evolution was a first-party Sony studio, or maybe sec- was it second-party? I think it was second party, Yeah, not, but not that, old, of fully the, owned. Uh, Motorstorm uh, games. Motorstorm and Drive Club mm-hmm. was the uh, last... Last game that that crew did. So it's 11 people so far, but they are staffing up. They're currently developing, quote, a brand new IP with a tantalizing and unexpected take on the science fiction genre. The team isn't ready to share details about the project just yet, but it's confirmed that it's not a racing game, a la Motorstorm or Drive Club, and that prototyping began on Unreal Engine 4 mm-hmm. this past September. So uh, a lot of presumably Unreal Engine 4... Uh, Projects being yeah. spun up in the UK. This, uh, no, this without, is great. Yeah, without knowing what this is about, the thing it reminds me of, not tonally, but story-wise, is Biomutant, which yeah. Biomutant was that game from a bunch of ex-Avalanche, uh, like That's the Just true. Cause team, and they went on to form a much smaller uh, studio and then form a new IP and something that's totally original. And so I hope this is something along those same lines. Not that you're like a weird little critter in a fantasy world, but that it's it's you know a similar... That's the thing you could do now is you can, with a much smaller team, you can still make a game that feels and plays and looks AAA. It's like AAA with three lowercase A's, which I, yeah. I totally think you could still do. So, I, yeah, it's cool I, to me. I just remember Motorstorm having really cool mud physics. Oh, amazing gosh, mud physics. So good. Yeah, and the crashes I, I, and everything. Pacific, yeah. Pacific Rift and then Apocalypse were the, were the follow-ups, and they were awesome. Yeah. yeah, and, I mean, it goes without saying, but, I mean, I, I would hope that Phil Spencer has at least picked up the phone because, you know, yeah, there are these... these who are clearly very, very early in their cycle, but Phil's spinning up first party stuff, especially if even if we're thinking about next gen mm-hmm. we were yeah. talking about earlier. You know, you got a you got a new team comprised of some ex triple A veterans. Well, not X, but tri- just triple A veterans, uh, then yeah, maybe if the project's good, you know, who knows if Phil will try to bring him in on a kind of a remedy like situation. It's like, hey, it's Phil. I need an exclusive. Like <laughs> doesn't sound like that. And why'd you turn him into like a? G- He's like I Master did. Chief. I need a weapon. You did the voice. Chief. Your voice was the council exclusive. You know what? Console I like exclusive. that. I, all, right, I, all right. I followed you. I, I was getting the Master Chief. <laughs> right, reference. Right. It sounded like a Metal Gear. I'm defending Destin on this. All right. Okay. Oh. 
That's how he calls when he gets his exclusive. Does his David Hater voice? <laughs> yeah. What if you miss? <laughs> I won't. <laughs> hey, that's all you got to do. Oh, that was actually really that good. That was pretty Thanks. good. Uh, Ryan can do the impressions next time. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. It's gotten increasingly difficult to try games before you buy them, but Gamefly lets you take your pick from a library of over 9,000 titles, including the biggest new releases like Assassin's Creed Origins, Call of Duty World War II, NBA 2K18, Madden 18, and many, many more. Gamefly will ship these games to you, and you can keep them as long as you want. There are no late fees or due dates, and shipping is always free. This breaks down to as little as 54 cents a day, which is a lot cheaper than dropping 60 bucks on a brand new game that you can't even stand playing. Plus, you don't even have to leave the house. Oh, and they even rent movies. Normally, a Gamefly trial only lets you check out one game at a time, but if you head to Gamefly.com locked, you can sign up for a free premium 30-day trial that lets you check out two games or movies at a time. Try it today at Gamefly.com locked. Uh, finally, we've got to move quickly here. Just two quick announcements, one we missed last week and one that I like from this week. Scribblenauts Showdown. I love Scribblenauts if you played it on, because it was DS, right? Was that was the, the original game. one, yeah. So good. Uh, it's a party game. It's not. It has some regular Scribblenauts-y stuff in it, but... Ooh, don't ooh, say that. Oh, boy. Oh, right. You said Scribblenauts. I just realized... <laughs> ah, there they are, the Scribblenauts. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a word that shouldn't have been made ever. Uh, Trust me, I do, that, I do that on a daily oh, basis goodness. where I say something like, ooh, that wasn't good. Don't anyway, Scribblenauts uh, is really fun. So Scribblenauts Showdown, it, I'm, I'm glad we're going to get this on Xbox. It's got. It's mostly a party game. That's sort of the, the crux of it. It has a couple different modes. Wordy type games require players to compete by pulling words from the in-game dictionary to outsmart an opponent. Uh, you saw, a clip, if you're watching on video, you saw a little clip there of like a rock, paper, scissors kind of example that just escalates and gets gets fun and out of control. Uh, and then you have speedy type games where you're on a, a race to see who can complete a given challenge the fastest. So there's over 25 mini games and the game's built in 35,000 word dictionary. Nice. And sandbox mode returns from previous games where you can just get in and just type in whatever words come to mind and have fun uh, seeing that stuff come to life. So. Yeah, the tech behind that was so mind-blowing back on the DS. Yeah. Fifth it was like cell. everything. Fifth Cell, yeah, that's Up right. Up in uh, yeah. the Seattle area, yeah, as yeah. I recall. Um, this could totally work. I'm, I'm envisioning this as using your phone as a controller. Um, sort of like question. Jackbox and sort of like the PlayStation has those uh, link games. Yeah, so um, especially like the mini game portion is totally like I could see a bunch of words on my phone and you have like you don't need eight controllers in order to make this a party right. game because everyone has a controller in their pocket. It'd be yeah. really cool if uh, it had like some chat integration or something like with Twitch. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be a fun way to explore yeah. this game. It would be good, cool actually. And, and I actually think just as, as the resident dad on our panel here, <laughs> I think this could be great with kids, too. Like, I have a six-year-old. Uh, she's learning to read. She's sort of getting better at it every week. And, yeah, this is, I think it's this – Scribblenauts is borderline educational. It's borderline yeah. entertainment yeah. where you have to use you know think of words and then if you're not – you know hopefully you're, you are – spelling them yourself or at least if you're seeing it on screen it's helping you learn like i love everything about scribble dots and i'm just glad to see it on an x on the xbox and not just the switch which yeah. this is also mm-hmm. coming to whenever i tried to solve puzzles i would first try god and cthulhu <laughs> and if neither of those worked i'd actually try in, and solve in, the puzzle uh, in the Did court that have a walk? often oh <laughs> yeah um, i was gonna yeah. say the the solution to <laughs> many Scribblenauts puzzles is jetpack. Oh yeah, that gets you through so many of one. the challenges. <laughs> yeah. Uh, finally, this week, this one uh, 
slipped under the under the radar on me last week, but we're getting Dark Souls remastered mm-hmm. on Xbox One. It's coming May twenty fifth. It'll the new version will include the Artorius of the Abyss DLC as well as improved frame rate and resolution. And the Xbox One X version will have uh, upscaled four K and sixty frames. Yes, four K sixty. Yes, OG Dark Souls. Yeah, on its way. My favorite from software game. Uh, it's upscaled, but yeah, it's four K sixty. The game still and the game still plays fantastically, and its world is still incredible. And uh, everyone who hasn't played this should play this. And if you have played it, play it again. I agree. If you haven't played any of the Souls games, including Bloodborne, this is a great place to start. Did you review one, Marty, for one up? I did the guide for one up. Oh, I remember. Back Isn't that one of your play. first things? Technically, working it was my last guide. Oh, cool. R.I.P. <laughs> All right, uh, we are almost bad. out of time. Alana, what can we spend our money on this week? I mean, we're literally out of time. I think I have to leave. What time is it? All right, we got four. T- it is four twenty-nine. Let's do. Yeah, let's do go. trivia real quick, and then uh, right. as you run out, we'll we'll do the marketplace report. Okay. So first, uh, it's a thank you here. We've got uh, Hunter Brame, whose gamer tag, or actually, I guess this is his Twitter handle, Babu TV. No, his wanna... real name is Hunter Brame. Oh, his yeah, and uh, his gamer tag is Babu B A B B O O. Uh, he writes, uh, hi, Unlock Crew. My name is Hunter. I work for a brewery in North Carolina. Beer and clothes. We're going to crack those open right now. And blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he, he is super uh, enthusiastic about Unlocked, hence the gift of beer. Thank you very much. Which are very Hunter. nicely designed, for the record. They are. We have a yeah. uh, bourbon barrel-aged Belgian-style ale, ale brewed with sweet potato and spices. So this is the one I'm going to try. In fact, this is the one we're all going to try. It's called uh, St. Tuber Abbey Ale. Which is an interesting name. There's also a porter Marty, is that you? and a stout here. Did you lend your, your likeness? It does kind of look like me. Yeah. It me. It is. Beer yeah, beer. it's Marty. <laughs> oh, I like that's pretty good. I like that. Uh, so his trivia question. Oh, in the crow's nest level of Halo 3, there's a Marine who needs ammo and he's locked outside a door. Uh, with uh, with with you by one of his comrades demanding a password that the other has forgotten. The two Marines are voiced by different actors from Red versus Blue. So, on apparently on Legendary, this changes which which voice actor, which Red versus Blue character. This is worded a little weird, but is <laughs> is keeping the door locked. So I don't know if you're Red versus Blue fans. I personally haven't watched it since the second season, so I'm uh, I'm not sure if I'd be able to pick them out. But here we go. Was it Simmons, Caboose, Sarge, or Griff? Who uh, who shows up in the Halo Three level crow's nest? Any idea? Destin? Just speaking specifically who shows, about legendary? I guess so. Who shows up, or who's holding the door shut? Who is keeping the door locked? So who's keeping I guess, the door locked? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Caboose. It seems like a safe bet. I'm gonna say Griff because I don't know who these men are. Maybe oh. My boyfriend women. has a voice you, on that show, and I don't know. <laughs> I the swear, answer. if you win it by uh, guessing, that's a good guess, though, Marty. So it's the one that's keeping the door shut. Yeah. I feel like Caboose is a good guess. The dummy. Um, Caboose? Yeah. Caboose. Well. Is, oh, my favorite game, Caboose, Caboose, Caboose Griff. not a terrible <laughs> guess either. Is it someone who's angry or someone who's dumb? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Caboose as well. And Marty, you're going with Griff? Sure. Griff's not a bad guess. That was a terrible move, Marty. It was it's totally Caboose? Caboose. Yes. yes. Yeah. So we're all it's even. It's dummy. We're all even. <laughs> uh, thank you, Alana. Sorry that you have to run. Yeah, I do. Go ahead. Thank That's you. Fine. You right, can just run day. out. Shout <laughs> out Red versus Blue. Yes, Red versus Blue is awesome. All right, we've got Destin with on the board with one, and we've got tying it up, Marty. All of us with one. If you would like to play along in the Unlock Block Trivia Challenge, 
Again, at the end of the year, I did have a volunteer, by the way. Nice. Someone who volunteered to make the trophy. Mark Medina. No, at the end of the year. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be awesome. Uh, I've suggested that it be made out of an original, the 360 Connect, Boom. which seems like, like the it. way to go. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to participate, send your Xbox trivia question over to me uh, via, uh, via email, unlocked at IGN.com. I need the question, four multiple choice answers, and please note the correct one in your email, and we'll play again next week. Let me go, uh, let me actually go Destin's way All right. for the uh, Marketplace Report, which we'll, we'll close out with this week. Okay. What's going on? What can we spend our money on this week, Destin? That's all oh, the Marketplace I, stuff oh when goodness. you get to that. Uh, at retail, Hunter, Call of the Wild is $40, The Hunter. Is that Hunter, based on the Jack specific. London novel, Call don't, of the Wild? I don't think so. All right, well... <laughs> I would have played it. That's, a, that's an IP. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity there. I, think, I feel like that's he's he's old enough and dead enough to where that's probably you could probably make that game for free. public domain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's based off the family favorite Deer Hunter. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm just going to read this. Uh, sharing the below list of games coming to Xbox One. So these are all the ID at Xbox games now. January 15th, 21st, including The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, Mutant Football League, Mutant Football League. Yes, yeah. it is a spiritual right. sequel to Mutant League Football. Yeah. Okay. Because EA owns that. Yeah. And Full Metal Furies. <laughs> Furries. No, you had it right the first Furies? time. Furies? Okay. Yeah. I can't <laughs> read it. That's a different, that's a Spoiler warning, game. Destin can't read. That's a wildly <laughs> different game. Yeah. I've had two drinks of beer. I'm, yeah. Uh, Inner Space, January 16th. Very pretty game. We actually got to cover this at E3. I think I did capture of it like two years ago. Uh, glad to see it's Our review released. went on the site yesterday. I did not click on it. Otherwise, I would say what score it was. <laughs> Inner Space is an exploration flying game set in a mind-bending world of inside-out planets called the Inverse. Soar through skies and oceans to discover the true history of this realm, featuring a brilliant art style and soothing electronic musical score. Inner Space delivers, delivers a thoughtful, provocative flying experience unlike any other. 6.5 you, IGN. You don't, have to, you don't have to read all these, all, right. all the descriptions. 2064, Read Only Memories. That's coming out January 17th. A Neo San Francisco 2064 AD. That's all you get. Uh, uh, that game's really good. I, I like that game. I also approve yeah. of the title. I love that's a yeah. that's a good title. You work ROM into the title. I'm on yeah. board. Relationship and organizational manager. I got I got to see what more about that. Uh, Full Metal Furies. There you January go. 17th console launch exclusive. I've heard good things yeah. about this. It's from the team behind Rogue Legacy. Oh yes, that's what the game is. Uh, yeah. Rogue Legacy is absolutely incredible. This game is a um, I believe this is a multiplayer co-op action RPG, sort of like Castle Crashers slash Golden Axe. You, are, like this you look you so are lonely. Language. Go back to the wide. <laughs> yeah. Marty's just there alone. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Next up, we got Beholder, January 19th. As a government-installed landlord in a totalitarian state, your job is to spy on tenants, peep into their lives. No. Jesus. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> this is like, I don't want to do that. It's the opposite of Hello Neighbor, where it's like, oh, this man may have killed someone. I'm going to sneak into his house. This is like, oh, it's going to be like the movie Sliver, and I'm going to look at a woman in the shower. Don't play this game. Unless it's good, and maybe do play the game. On January 19th, also Mutant Football League. That's leaving Xbox Game Preview, so you can play it. I would talk it, about it's, that. It's blitz. It's football. It's fun. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not NFL football. Oh, it's mutant league football. It's, it's crazy football. Yes. Yeah, over the top. Sorry, I said blitz. <laughs> I, I assume everybody knows NFL blitz because I played it so much. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy over the top. Throwing 90-yard touchdowns all the time and everything. Anyway, <clears throat> Vanishing of Ethan Carter, January 19th. We talked about that last week. Buy this game, play this game. I want to play it. I can't wait. The Aquatic Adventure of the Last Human, January 19th. What? 
Explore the ruins of humanity in this mesmerizing (laughs) underwater action adventure. As the subaquatic spaceship Argo 9 discover thriving wildlife, monstrous beasts, and let curiosity guide you through a voyage of extinction across a frozen planet Earth thousands of years in the future. So, yeah, the spiritual sequel to Lost Planet. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Vesta, January 19, joined Vesta as she explores 36 levels full of obstacles and enemy robots in this unique action adventure game. Good stuff. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Games with Gold. Games with Gold. January, The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3, January 1st to 31st. You can still get that one. Zombie, January 16th to February 15th on Xbox One. Tomb Raider Underworld, January 1st to 15th, Xbox One and 360. Army of Two, January 16th to 31st. Also note, next week is sort of where the, the year finally gets kind of real. We have, uh, I think, the first two big releases. Monster Hunter next week? Monster Hunter is at the end of the week. And the, I think Monster Hunter is a Friday release. Yep. And Dragon Ball is uh, on Tuesday. We have a bunch so. of awesome Easter eggs on IGN right yes. now that you can check out for Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. yeah. Check it YouTube.com slash IGN. Yeah, yeah. Or just and go to IGN.com. We're going to promote it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So around when you're hearing this, Meaning, it's going to be yeah, on the now. main page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So by the time our next episode is up, uh, all of our Dragon Ball coverage should be up. And then probably a day or two later, I think our Monster Hunter coverage is going to be up. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's hit the road. I like when we have. Not only a lot to talk about, like we did this week, substantial, but fun things yeah, to talk about. Yeah, it was good. Fable coming back. Yeah, Urgh, Fable yeah. back. Awesome. Yes. Also, if that's not true, that's going to suck. That is really <laughs> going to hurt. That's yeah. going to be a bummer. <laughs> tomorrow, I, I totally convinced myself. Tomorrow oh, yeah, feels I'm, like, I'm, I'm oh, it's not Fable. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, no, it's, I think we're fine. I trust you, Gamer. Yeah. Absolutely. I've heard some things. Uh, Destin. Yeah. What are you up to? What should we be checking out in Destin land? Uh, mostly just kind of working with team, making sure that the Dragon Ball stuff is going off without a hitch, making sure streams are scheduled. A lot of, uh, project coordination lately. Uh, yeah, you can still check me out streaming twitch.tv slash Destin channel. Kind of back at it after my vacation. I've been very jet lagged. I am, I came to work on time today, (laughs) so I felt really good about that and, uh, I'm feeling a lot better. So, yeah. Excellent. Marty? Uh, I'm at Nick Biggity, and uh, I think we're going to be working on, hopefully by the weekend, we'll have a, sort of a more uh, in-depth and multi-voiced uh, feature on what we want from the next Fable. Yes. yes. Well, I look forward yeah. to participating. So we'll all participate, but then a couple other major Halo, uh, Halo fans yeah. uh, in the office. So Yeah. Uh, I want to mention Mark Medina, who obviously wasn't on the show today, but Mark put together a really cool feature uh, called the, the Five games to get for your Xbox One X right now, mm-hmm. and it is purely tech-focused. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going to show off the box? Yeah. So uh, check that out on IGN and YouTube. As for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, I am working on, uh, let's see here. Oh, that was the thing I wanted to mention. Next week, episode four of the Telltale Batman uh, season oh, nice. two yeah. goes up, so I'm I'm I've been reviewing the whole season, so I'm looking forward to that. I just to recap, really liked episode one, really did not like episode two, and went back to liking episode three. Uh-huh, the so, telltale but, roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, hopefully at we'll this see point how. you vomit. Is episode four the good one or bad one, Mark? Uh, traditionally, episode four is not good. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Enjoy, Ryan. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see what happens, but uh, there's that, and then. Oh, also, if Alana was here, she would say check out her and Duggan's Metal Gear Survive coverage. Yes, that's a that's a big game. That's a February that's release February, yeah. for Xbox One, and that is you know it's a people are very <laughs> curious about it. Let's phrase it that way. Yeah. So uh, there's yeah we there was a preview event mm-hmm. that Alana attended with James Duggan and a couple of other people, and that coverage is now live on IGN. So look for that. 
And then, uh, yeah, Unfiltered rolls on. Let's see. Yeah, I'm shooting another one this week, so it'll post towards the end of the month. The Mitch Gittleman episode is, of course, up now from December. And what else? What else? What else? Ah, well, Xbox gamers might not necessarily care, but I'm writing an op-ed right now that hopefully will be live by the time anyone (laughs) sees this about Nintendo Labo. The uh, if you don't know what Nintendo Labo is, uh, watch that video. Please do. That was something we did not expect to say it. Nope. Nope. That very interesting. So lots to talk about there. Again, I like getting caught off guard. I do too. A lot of times we sort of know stuff that's happening. It's it's the surprise is gone. Yeah, it's the double edged sword of of these jobs. Like I wouldn't trade it for anything. I love what we get to do here, but you know there is that element of surprise doesn't hit us as often as it's just sort of a a job like nintendo is still carrying that torch of like the (laughs) the switch reveal i was like this what is this and this is its name and now i love it so maybe i'm gonna love labo absolutely you laugh a little about the release date i did i haven't even watched the video yet oh really because it's out on 420 yeah i was like this is seems like a joke (laughs) (laughs) but no no i i like the concept of it but uh i just had to laugh a little bit Destin Legarry. A day later. <laughs> Tuesday's a Tuesday, or a Friday's a Friday, whatever yeah. day that is. Yeah. All right. Uh, for Marty Sleva, the off the, the meeting-bound Alana Pierce, Rest in peace. Uh, who's fantastic, and Destin Legarry. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Unlocked, gosh, 329. So uh, great week for Xbox coverage, great week for news to discuss. Hopefully next week will be just as fun. What will we get announced next week or leaked <laughs> Maybe uh, I mean we keep predicting Halo stuff, 6. And it keeps happening. We'll get that perfect dark action yeah, next week. Yeah. Maybe just Halo Six. Yeah, Halo Six. Halo Six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We totally get behind it. all this. Gonna... Brute force. Don't do that. No, don't Marty. listen to Marty. Don't do. I asked them not to. <laughs> we were on a good roll. There. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.